what's up, everybody? Welcome to our week three preview episode of The Cut. Sean, Christian, Randy are back again. Um, we are feeling good about week three. Week two is behind us. Don't want to ever talk about it ever again. Um, and that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> I don't believe Yeah, you. man. Yeah, Especially going three, three and 11. Fuck all that. You went three? What? I went three and 11 in my redraft. In- Redraft, yeah. What about Dynasty? Didn't you say it was I winning went over over five hundred? Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I went. I Randy, you won like every league. Nine I was, for eleven, buddy. I was seven, seven and four. In one league, I won by a hundred and forty-five points. Oh, also, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> oh, also, that's that. impressive. <laughs> um. We are leading our division in the satellite conference. I don't know if through, I through two weeks now. Yeah, through two. So even, winning, winning the division gets us in. I don't know. I don't. We're know. in. <laughs> we're in twelfth. Twelfth in the conference. Winning our division though, and that was with a shitty week two with AJ Brown and Chris Godwin out. So I would believe that winning the division would probably get you in. Otherwise, what's the point? I think it probably. does. Yeah. So I'm feeling good about that, especially getting Godwin back and maybe AJ Brown this week. That would be dope. True. Yeah. Okay. So what we're gonna do today is get into the Thursday night preview, even though I argued against doing it, but I was forced <laughs> against my will. I don't want to talk about that game because it's gross. Um, although the Thursday night game next week is going to be worse. What's next? What is it? It is the Jets and the Hang on, let me find it because I, I was talking about it. It is the Jets and the Colts. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. I'm, sorry. no I'm sorry. It's the Jets and the Jeff Driscoll led Broncos. That's not bad, though. Jeff Driscoll. So we're going to call him Bootylicious on this, uh, this podcast. I, I don't know if you guys follow uh, that Linda Lyons girl. No. No. Um, she's a Broncos fan, I believe, and she always posts a picture of Driscoll when he was in college having a fucking donk. This dude does his squats. Dude, are you are you oh, is there something shit. you're trying to tell us, Christian? No, I mean I appreciate a guy who does his squats, though. You know, because I don't do legs. I did legs today, and I'm in a lot of pain. So, yeah. shout out to Driscoll. You can do all the legs for me. Get a nice big old fucking. Don't, don't stop just stop put just some stop. power into all those air yards <laughs> just stop just for the love of god before i leave just stop i have no idea what just happened but we're gonna move past it what the fuck that's not even a bad game though like bringing it it's back a bad, it's a bad game so i, Je- I mean Jets, broncos, quarterback broncos I, i'll agree it's worse the, i'll agree it's worse yes. but there's some fantasy production to be there but this week more though so yes sure uh, do we, I, I did okay do you want to get but yeah well, we'll get into, yeah no we'll get into that and yeah. then we'll get into our certain sets but first i have i have a question for you guys and maybe you guys will look at it a little more rationally than i do but Hopefully. um so we all can agree that tight end is a wasteland correct for for the most part a lot uh, i that's not the question. That's leading into my question. Okay, I won't. I won't say a wasteland anymore. But last week wasn't though, right? Week two wasn't. No, but 
I understand what he's trying to say. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So that sure. So that so that makes sense. Um, If if you had a a a tight end that you like off the top of your head that you can think of that is playing over ninety five percent of the snaps through two weeks, you would feel pretty good about that. No. Yeah. And and what about a tight end that's getting over ten percent of his team's target share? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. What about a tight end who just who finished one spot below the top twelve last week? I don't like where this is going. I think I've already heard something like this. Can, I don't can like somebody, that. Can somebody answer why the fuck people are like fading Evan Ingram to the point that they want to drop him after two weeks when a the dude's been on the field 95% of the snaps for two weeks. B, he's been targeted. He's he's third through all tight ends in targets through two weeks at 15. C, he had six for 65 last week on eight targets, and he finished his tight end 13. He didn't have a good week one, I'll agree. But he had six for – he caught six of eight last week. And one of the arguments that you guys would make against him, which was a fair argument, was that there's a lot of targets to go over the middle of the field. Now, all of a sudden, Sterling Shepard is out for at least three weeks with turf toe, and the other main target of Saquon Barkley is done for the year, so he's not taking targets away. So why the fuck are people freaking out about Evan Ingram through two weeks? It's because he hasn't done anything. That's basically it, where there's there's other guys that get that less target, less uh, snap percentage and target share that have done more. That's basically what it comes down to. Uh, I'll tell you what, I have him outside of the top 12 this week. Uh, mainly because I, I, it's it's a weird thing where I just want to kind of see it this week. Uh, I think it's a lack of belief in Daniel Jones as well, and lack of belief in this offense in general. But I agree, he had a pretty good last week. But people want to like jump off a cliff, and two of his main targets that he was competing with are gone at least for the next three to four weeks. Yeah, I mean that's that's how the tight ends are going to go, though, man. People are ready to dump off Darren Waller before last. Fort Monday. No, yeah. it, and it just like I've saw it on Twitter, and it was just driving me insane. Like some people were talking about, like, oh well, Dalton Schultz. Should I pick up Dalton Schultz for Evan Ingram? No, you fucking shouldn't. Should no. I pick up Drew Sample for Evan Ingram? Christian. No. Should I pick up Tyler Eifert for for Evan Ingram? No. Dalton uh, Schultz is a debatable one, though. No. No, I, I disagree. I just, I well, I. I so I have Evan Ingram. I have one share. I kept him in uh, the league down in North Carolina, but I picked up Janu. And so in a one tight end league and the flex, I can't even flex Evan Ingram. And so if I think Janu has more value moving forward, like that's where I jump ship on Evan Ingram. I don't want to. Sure, and, but you're and, not doing that for Dalton Schultz. No, 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 no. right. You're right. I, I'm crazy. But, I I mean, if we see another week like last week with Dalton Schultz, which we probably won't. Yeah, but if we see but, if we see another week like last week with Ingram, people are going to say he's back on the right part. Like he's, he's I agree. Good. It, uh, it's I, just, it's nuts to me. And it's, and I've been, I've been, I, and maybe it's just more because I've believed in Ingram in like this offseason. It's yeah. just annoying to me that like people are already asking these questions after two weeks. The dude's been on the field. 95% of their snaps, and he has an 11% target share. Listen, he, he's a freak athlete. He's a good tight end. He has major injury concerns. That's literally the only thing with him. 
but no one's ever questioned his talent. I don't know why people are fading him that hard either. Uh, I know in the AFL, I kept him as my tight end. I also picked up Janu, who I started over him last week. Uh, and probably will again this week, but I think it's a lot closer. Uh, but I'm really mad Sean has George Kittle in that league. Uh, <laughs> definitely would have traded him. Yeah, I'm not trading him. I tra- remember I traded for Darren Waller last year, and I had, then I decided I needed to flip Waller because I had Kittle anyway. Or I have Waller first, and I traded for Kittle from Brandon. Yep. And then I had to figure out what to do with Waller because I was going back and forth about starting those guys. And then I just ultimately just got to the point where I'm just going to fucking start Kittle. But okay, <laughs> thank you. It was it's that's bothering me. So don't fade Evan Ingram yet. He's going to get better. All right. Um, rankings will up. You know, you knew what he meant. Listen, I've had a drink already, you know, maybe maybe that contributed. So what Christian meant to say in our show, Doc, that our rankings are in. They will be up on the website by tomorrow morning um, with Today. the consensus. To, okay. I didn't know yeah. what you were going to get to. Sure. Um, so go ahead and look at those. We'll talk to them. We'll talk about our uh, individual rankings uh, throughout this show, but the consensus will show on the website. And... Um, I tried to put it off long enough, but <laughs> I guess let's talk about this Thursday night game. The I don't even know who the fucking home team is. Does it matter? Is it the, are the Jaguars at home? No, it doesn't matter. You're right. It's it's Miami <laughs> maybe on the road against Jacksonville. <laughs> that yeah. No, I don't I know. Mean, you guys talk now. Even even the stadiums I, with limited fans, like there's not truly a home field advantage, really. It's not even that. I just wanted to say, like, who's on the road <laughs> traveling to wherever, and I don't even fucking know. I don't know. Yep. And I'm not going to look it up, so no, we're I'm just not worth it. it. Um, it is the Jaguars are at home. The Jaguars are a three-point favorite, and it's a 48-point over-under. That's higher than they deserve. Um, yes. It's, I, more, it's higher than the Browns over-under. Wow. I I think it's I mean I think it's justified because the defenses are so bad. True. Even though I thought the Dolphins defense was supposed to be great, Christian. Mm-hmm. Byron Jones is still hurt, so that's still. why they're bad. Still. Uh anyway. no, I, I think this game gets a lot less interesting if DJ Chark isn't playing. Uh obviously we saw he didn't practice today, but with them playing uh tomorrow and traveling eh, or not traveling and uh Getting prepared, sorry. I, f- I forgot you said they were at home. <laughs> you would hope that Chark plays because after two weeks of rough matchups, he's going to have a better one against the Dolphins, especially with no Byron Jones. Um, James Robinson is probably a guy that you're going to want to start. I know one of us will talk about that in a little bit um, for a specific reason. Um, let's see how I buried the lead there. Um yes. You probably start. You're probably starting both Parker and Williams in this game. Uh, I know people yeah. have kind of faded away from Williams, but it's going to get better. Yeah, Parker's not even for sure going ahead yet. He's still a little banked up, obviously. Um, yeah, but he played. He played. I, I think. Last week. Yeah, he's playing. I'm just saying. But you have to. He better fucking be out there to I take mean, advantage. We've, of we've had, he's not going to take advantage of this matchup. We've man. had multiple people. Plus I just traded for him. <laughs> we've had people not on the injury board end up sitting out. So. True. That's why I'm trying to just give some little clarification. Shout out Will Fuller. Shout out Will Fuller. Oh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
God damn it. Oh, what a good week. <laughs> uh, at least you got the first week right, Christian. That's all that matters. It's true. Hey, you know. Uh, um, but I think Charik, if I think both receiving cores are startable. Uh, I think James Robinson is. Uh, to an extent, if you can trust Miles Gaskin. No, nope, no, 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 no. I think Gusecki is a full play. I think Gardner's definitely up there. So I, there's a lot of fantasy relevant people. Who has more yeah. fantasy points this week? Preston Williams or Keelan Cole? Ooh, Preston Williams Love for it. me. So I, I will say if Devontae Parker gets uh, Xavier Howard, that's, I mean, who's covering Preston Williams then? Are they on the same team? Huh? No. Oh, yeah. About yes. Parker and Xavier and Howard. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. He meant. Sure. I meant to say. C- no. I meant to say C.J. Henderson. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. They also have D.J. Hayden, but C.J. Henderson has actually looked like a CB one so far. I mean, yep. he's looked really good. Uh, um. So sure. I, I think if Parker gets him, and then Hayden's able to slide over on a Preston, I think that's that's so, ideal. Uh. I, I mean, you watched their all twenty-two, Christian. Uh, from what I've kind of gathered, they're not flopping sides; they're sticking to their side uh, on the Jaguars' yeah. defense as well as the Dolphins for uh, the Chark yeah. Keenan Cole owners because they will. Xavier Howard is not yeah. flopping sides; he's going to stay on his side. Um, but like, he, I mean, I think both have a good matchup. Even Parker against Henderson, while it could be either one of them against him, maybe a little bit tougher. I think they both can get open. I think they both can, for I mean, out body and out jump anyone pretty much. Yeah, I I I love everyone. Play everyone, even Miles Gaskin, <laughs> play, despite what Sean said. But do not play them in your flex. True. Yes. Um. Yeah, but you're gonna have to force my eyes open because. <laughs> No, I'm gonna force them closed when I tell you to play Miles Gaskin. <laughs> oh God. No thanks. I was trying to find the I was trying to find the cornerback uh, wide receiver matchups for week three, but um, like I said, I don't think they're swapping sides, so I don't think it's a guaranteed kind of thing. Keelan Cole does play primarily in the slot, yeah, and so I think he'll get a, a set matchup. And I, if I remember correctly, from I was looking at PFF earlier, I think he has one of the most advantageous matchups. Cole but is so going to get. Um, sorry, Christian. But Cole is going to get. Um, I was just looking at Mike Clay's. He's going to get Nick Needham. Yes, that's. Yeah. And so he, I think he had based on PFF's weird ass grading system, like a twenty eight percent advantage over Needham. Cole did, and so I don't put a lot of stock into that because that helped shape my Anthony Miller start of the week, and then Anthony Miller had a goose. So, so uh, PFF. Parker most likely is going to get Henderson, and then Williams is actually going to get Trey Herndon with DJ Hayden in the slot with Isaiah Ford. Sounds good. So how are they rolling out? For- so you okay? So you're telling me that this is per Mike Clay's matchup sheet for Week Three? Um, is this you're you're saying? Sorry, I'm I'm getting confused on the shit teams. These are Dolphins corners. No, so These are the Jags Jacksonville corners. C.J. Henderson would match up on Parker. Okay. Trey Herndon would be on Preston Williams. Gotcha. And then okay. um, D.J. Hayden would actually be, would be in the slot against Isaiah. Uh, against Isaiah. Okay. Ford. Okay. 
all we've their shitty spent, names all just mesh together. We've already spent too much time talking Very about true. this. I feel, I, think, I feel like I need to go shower I think again. it'll be a fun game to watch, though. <laughs> Says you. Oh, I'm excited for it. There's Lots of points. Bad defenses, man. Yeah. Hopefully. Watch it be a 10 to 3 game. Beard versus a stash. I hope it is. Just so I can, if you want to talk about, I'm taking a victory lap 100% if it's fucking 10 to 3. Don't even care. <laughs> Gross. All right. Um, so, anything else? Any kind of preview stuff you guys want to talk about before uh, our start sits? Nope. It's a good thing I'm going first, though. It looks cause... like it looks like Miami is about to go up three one on Boston. It's good news. LeBron can beat uh, his former team. Yeah, he's gonna smoke the Heat, man. Oh yeah. The Celtics at least had a better shot to match up a little bit, but it's not gonna matter. All right. Um. But yeah, Christian's going first. Go figure. Uh. So let's do our starts, and we'll start at the quarterback position. Bitch. Go ahead, Christian. This is the first time I've gone first in a long time. Bitch. But also, Damn. it's a good thing. Because I see I, I planned the Thursday night preview despite not putting it in the dock because I knew we would want to stop you talking about not. it. I didn't. I forgot. But my start of the week at quarterback is Gardner Minshew. Gardner is the QB9 in fantasy points per game right now. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a quarterback one, if you didn't know. Um, his week three opponent tonight. <laughs> <Good> math. <laughs> uh, his, his week three opponent tonight as we've talked about, the Dolphins, gives him the fourth most advantageous matchup per PFF, who I just said, fuck PFF. <laughs> um, uh, the, the Dolphins are tied for second-worst pressure rate on opposing quarterbacks, which means that Gardner's going to have ample time to find his targets. This also means that uh, I think I pivoted. Did I pivot? I pivoted, Yeah. So DJ Chark was slotted in as my wide receiver start of the week, but I didn't want to go that heavy on the the Jaguars. But uh, I think gross. I, I think DJ Chark is is prime for his breakout game. Um, I, I think we're getting to squeaky wheel territory, and he has a hundred percent catch rate. So I figure Gardner will want to throw to him some more. Um, it, all of all of the receivers do have positive matchups, including Tyler Eifert. Although I think that's a little worse. But Keelan Cole, uh, he should feast. DJ Chark, I put in the dog. DJ Chark versus Byron Jones would be fun. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. Uh, we just talked about who he's matching up against, but that just means that Chark's going to just fucking toast this secondary. Uh, I have Gardner as my quarterback six or seven. He's inside my top eight. Uh, I am rolling with the stash over the beard in week three. Well, I yeah, I that, don't agree that's with, stupid argument. Well, I don't so agree boring. with that argument of the war. I do agree with Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Uh, what? I can't side with a stash. You get me? That's true. Yeah, I, I should be the stash. I should. I don't have either of them right now. You're gonna let that grow out? Yeah. Nikki will no. kill me. Nikki Jeez. will kill you, and I can't wait. You <laughs> <laughs> have a wedding on Saturday, so I can't. I can't let anything. Go too much. What is, nice. I, I assume Sweet's going to be there as well as tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> He's at every wedding known to man for the next time. Hey, that's why Sweet can't come on the podcast because he's at a wedding every time we record. He's going to have the alter movie of 27 groomsmaid dresses. That's going to be great. <laughs> Randy, who's your start of the week, dude? All right. I'm going to roll with Joe Burrow this week. Uh, he's still kind of uh, a weekly start kind of guy where you're pulling him off the waivers and you 
just taking the flyer on him. I think he needs to be rostered everywhere. He's QB 13 right now in the season. This week, he's QB 13 for me as well, just because I think the touchdown upside necessarily isn't as high as some other guys. And other guys run it in more than he will. But he's going to be really good going up against an Eagles secondary that does hasn't scared me ever, really. Uh, they, uh, the Eagles' D-line is still pretty good, uh, so they're going to make running the ball a bit of a challenge for them, but it's kind of been a challenge for them all year so far. Uh, they're going to rely on Burrow to keep them in the game and possibly even win. I mean, we saw the Redskins beat the Eagles. Let's not be shocked nope. if the Bengals do it. Uh, no, football team. Football oh, team. sorry, football team. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, I get one. Okay, I get to do it once. Okay, everybody, everybody gets one. <laughs> yes. The Bengals are a bad team still, but they do have a ton of weapons. They're all young. They're starting to grow together. And Burrow throws a fuck ton. He threw what sixty plus times against the Browns. He threw a lot week one against the Chargers. I think it happens again this week. Like I said, QB wants upside every single week. I'll take the shot on him as my streamer for the week. I have a question for you. I have an answer. Would you start Drew Sample in this matchup? No. Yeah. But you would. I so again, so Drew Sample and Dalton Schultz are questions of who you have on your team. If you if you are desperately looking for a tight end, and yeah, I'd play him. I think I have him tight end twenty on the week, but only because I want to see him prove it, not in a hastily comeback situation down two scores against the Browns. I want to see it in a full game scenario. He has that same kind of target share this week. He's going to be higher than 20 next week. I can guarantee that. Probably, I I would say at least top 15. Okay. And it's not like the Eagles, you know, have ever drafted a linebacker. So, (laughs) like a value at least, as I'm not scared of their safeties coming up to play on them. So. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I love it. I I think I I feel low on bro this week. I might actually bump him up a little bit. You convinced me. Yeah, if only we could convince <laughs> you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's one of my A one since day one. Yeah. It is a great matchup. I am going with Superman himself, Cameron Newton. Um, he's become a weekly start. So this one is cheating a little bit, but I don't think so. Um, I he, do. Shut up. <laughs> I won't ask you. Uh, the dude looks like his old self, man. I, like, I don't think anyone could really say anything other than the fact that he looks awesome. Um, he's leading the league in rushing touchdowns. He's tied with McCaffrey uh, through the first two games. Um, he's back to having the same zip on the ball that he had during his crazy seasons in Carolina. The Raiders just gave up. Um, the Raiders have given up just under 300 passing yards per game in the first two weeks to Teddy never throw deep Bridgewater and what looks like a 70 year old Drew Brees. Oh, um, <laughs> I did. I had to type in the 60, <laughs> change it to seven. Um, and it looks like, especially Edelman, uh, he's, they're starting to find their stride. That was the one connection that they said they couldn't really see in training camp was between Cam and, and Julian Edelman. But that's starting to get there with, you know, Edelman's career high in yards last week. And then Nikhil Harry also had 12 targets. Uh, it looks like Cam and him, uh, Harry should have a much better uh, a stat line through two weeks, but he did fumble the touchdown at the goal line that he'd look a lot better. So 
uh, Newton is, is, is referring to him or is looking to him um, more than I think we thought he would after two weeks. Plus, the Patriots have the, I think it's the third or fourth most red zone rushing attempts in the league. Cam is blowing everybody out of the water right now. So when they get down to the red zone, it's not Tony Michelle. It's not James White. It's not Rex Burkhead. It's Cam Newton. He's going to do it again against Las Vegas. This is a pass first team now. Cam all the way. Yeah, and I will say, even though the Raiders did win the game, uh, Alan Kamara, Latavius Murray, especially in the red zone, were getting straight through in the running game. Um, and take so, Alvin Kamara, take Latavius Murray, combine them together, make them 6'5", yeah. and you have Cam Newton. It's somewhere in the middle, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think Cam, especially on the goal line, is going to have a huge week. But I think this could be just like the Saints-Raiders game and more of a shootout. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. I'm all, all right. in on Cam. Oh, shit. Dude, we're talking about another freaking Thursday night. <laughs> They're all over the place. Because they are valuable. Right. On to running backs, Randall. <laughs> all right, my start of the week for running back is going to be James Robinson. Um, again, I already kind of brought him up already, but Dolphins, well, they are, surprise, surprise, bad again. Who could have saw this, Kevin? Um, um, everybody yeah, I know. Robinson is getting 16 plus touches a game. I believe it was 17 week one and 20 last week. Uh, and has no real competition for his rushing snaps. Chris Thompson's there to kind of work against the passing game, but he had four targets last week, so I'm not really worried about that. Uh, this is going to be the best game script he may have all year, uh, unless they play the Jets. Um, <laughs> I don't quite know. Uh, so that's, I mean, only getting 16 rushes both games, which is still a really good number for especially a guy that hasn't done anything up until the season. Uh, I think he might get 20 carries this week, along with some passing work. He finished RB8 last week with just 20 touches. I have him a little bit more conservative because uh, I try to be somewhat conservative on these guys. Taking a shot. I have an RB, I have him at RB17 this week, but like I said, RB8 finished last week. He has every chance to be a top tied running back yet again in a very plus matchup. What would you say if I told you he got more carries in week two, but was on the field for less snaps? I wouldn't care. Okay. Me neither. I just, I thought that was an interesting stat. I think the ballers mentioned how his, his snap count went down, but that was game script dependent. And Chris Thompson did see the field a little more. Yeah. I mean, they're running backs have two carries all season not named jame robinson very yeah exactly and like i said uh like like you said he kind of got scripted out slightly and i went with this is going to be his best game script of the year pretty much yeah Uh, for sure i mean there was a few different running backs that jumped like 30 plus percentage last week of snaps and did nothing with it really Mm -hmm. antonio gibson being one of them uh where i think robinson is if not already won this job completely he's looking like it with only one real guy to compete with him when he finally gets back from covid which fucking maybe never it feels like it's going to be never and that's armstead so i think i think this is going to be robinson's key game of the year and i'm playing him everywhere sidebar does something feel fishy about uh armstead still being on the covid list so he went on the covid list just to start week one right 
Well, so yeah, for his second stint on that list. Yeah, but I think this one's. I think he actually has COVID. Yeah, that's, the the first which, one he was exposed, so he was he was on there sense. for I think seven to ten days. Maybe it was the full fourteen. I can't really be sure because I know you yeah. have to get three negative tests to cut back. Right. Yeah, it's it's not like he got a uh, a rib injection and had a punctured lung. <laughs> well, I'll like I'll tell you what my. Uh, my little's girlfriend Mallory uh, got COVID, and I think that was like July. I think she's still somewhat feeling the repercussions of it, so damn, he might be having a bad time. For those of you that don't know what Randy's little means, it means he was in a fraternity along with Christian. Yes, yes. Not Proud of it. That means. That's true. It's okay. Yeah, right. I'm just used to it. <laughs> I paid for my <laughs> friends, okay? They all talk the same as me. <laughs> same, and I convinced Randy to pay for his friends. <laughs> you want to say it? You want to say it, but fair. Fair enough. Oh, we make that right. dude. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. More like Benny Snell OL. Am I right? Boo. Oh, okay. Just, just You don't even get an extended boo. You just get boo. <laughs> okay. He sucked. <laughs> He fumbled and he was on the field for like three snaps after everyone panicked about James Conner week one. I mean, I would say me included, but I was just more upset than anything else that I needed him to perform. And he went out of the game with the ankle injury. Okay. Tilt oh, shush. You don't. Oh, yeah. Cause <laughs> it was coming from you of all people. Not something. Get the hell out of here. Okay. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, after everyone panicked about James Conner week one, everybody made Benny Snell a priority pickup. And I do believe I said on last Monday's episode that I don't think that's true. No, I guess I wouldn't have talked about it. Anyway, um, I wasn't under it. And all of a sudden, James Conner comes out, has 16 for 106 in a touchdown, and sees the field like 90% of the time. Benny Snell gets relegated to the bench. And when he did play, he fumbled. Um, so I think James Conner is, as long as he's healthy, he's still going to be the workhorse in Pittsburgh. He gets to see a Houston Texans defense that's averaging 28 fantasy points per game to running backs through the first two weeks of the season. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to need to throw the ball all that much because we've seen how bad Houston is as a whole, um, between their offensive line woes and not being able to stop anybody on defense. So I think Connor is going to get a ton of work. I think they're going to try to take the pressure off Roethlisberger a little bit. I have uh, right now. I have James Connor as my running back eleven, and but I do think he has top five upside this week. Hundred percent. I mean, we we went over it uh, in the off season. You might get eleven, twelve weeks of James Connor, but those eleven, twelve weeks are going to be RB one upside no matter what. So. He's look. He looked good last week. He looked healthy. Yes, yes, he does. Finally, yep. we say that and knock on wood at the same time. Yeah, that's accurate. <clears throat> All right, shout out. Moving I don't know on. which one of you did that, but thank you. No problem, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right um, my running back start of the week is Joshua Kelly. Uh, so. You, you guys are probably sick of hearing us talk, specifically Randy and I, about Joshua Kelly. Um, I, 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 I am. Well, there's good reason to, uh, especially this week, because they play Carolina, and ultimately that is the, that's going to be the running back matchup to exploit this year. 
Uh, they're terrible at stopping the run. Every time an opponent has had an inside the five carry, they have scored a touchdown. Guess who the goal line back is for the Chargers? Oh, that's so sad. It's not Melvin Gordon. <laughs> it's very, very bad. Yeah, it's uh, Joshua Kelly, a.k.a. Uh, MG4. That's what we're calling him now. That's his nickname. Who is we, calling him that? Uh, Christian just came up with Yes, I am now. Um, that's actually a disservice to Joshua Kelly because he's good in his own right. Be be yourself, Joshua Kelly. Don't listen to me. Um, yeah. So he is sixth so in the you're league in carries. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tag him now. So he does. Um, I don't even know if he has Twitter. Joshua Kelly is sixth in the league in carries with 35, uh, tied with Austin Eckler. That's his teammate. 17th in rushing yards, uh, averaging 2.71 oh yards after contact per attempt. So essentially, uh, he is just breaking every tackle. He's forced five missed tackles. He's not fumbling like most rookies struggle with. Aside from the great matchup, Justin Herbert is starting again. Again, I put this in the doc before we knew that. It says it's likely that he will be, but it is definite that Tyrod Taylor got stabbed in the fucking lung. (laughs) And so Justin Herbert is their quarterback, and that means more running back targets. Um, I know that Eckler is the running back to to be on the receiving end of most of those targets, but you have to assume that Kelly's going to be out there and, and get a little more passing work to push him as up as far as an RB two, I think um, he's inside my top 20. I believe he is my RB 19 and I would, I'm starting him everywhere. I have him. He is in my starting lineup this week. Join me. <laughs> Join. <laughs> uh, I actually, I got him all the way up to 21 in mind, Christian. I'm with you. Uh, this rushing matchup can't be beat, uh, mainly because all that happens is they get beat on every running play, and <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, like you said, Kelly with the touchdown upside is amazing. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move into wide receivers. Um, I'm going to give you guys a couple uh, deep dive stats here. Russell no. Wilson. Is leading the league in passing yards. Uh, Russell Wilson is leading the league in passing touchdowns. What would you would no, it's not, is it? I know. I was just I wanted to make you look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so if you had to choose, I would say that you would enjoy starting parts of that offense. So through two weeks, DK Metcalf is leading all Seattle pass catchers in receiving yards and touchdowns. That's over Tyler Lockett. That's his teammate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for stealing my bit, dude. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, stealing your bit. That's what I did. But yeah. yeah. So DK Metcalf is is leading all Seahawks in receiving yards and touchdowns. All of a sudden, you look, and he gets to play the Dallas Cowboys, who just gave up what felt like 60 points to Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst and Russell Gage, but not Julio Jones for some reason. Anyway. Um, also, Chidobie, Chidobie, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is good. Keep going. Try it again. <laughs> Chidobie Awuzie and Trayvon Diggs both did not yeah. practice as of Wednesday in an already banged up secondary that cut HaHa Clinton Dix before the season started. Uh-huh. They, are, they could possibly they could possibly be down their starting safety and two starting cornerbacks. 
And the Cowboys have also allowed the eighth most fancy points per game to receivers for the first two weeks. I have DK Metcalf as a top 10 play with Tyler Lockett not far behind. Again, that's his teammate. Um, I believe I have them both. I have them both in the top 12. I think DK is just going to go nuts. I know we're both with you there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christian, Christian more than me, as Christian has him ranked at wide receiver four. Hey, man. I will say uh, that's one guy I missed on. Like, I don't necessarily think I missed, but I thought Tyler Lockett was still going to be the 1A. He's clearly, he I mean, he's I, the, Lockett's the target leader, man. It's just DK's he's, he's, yeah. killing it, too. They both can kill it. It's true. I, I guess this was also under the assumption that it was the Seahawks and they don't throw the ball this much, but yeah, very true. Know. Yeah. I mean, and we had that, we had that uh, talk on, on Tuesday's show regarding um, Chris Carson about how I'm more under the impression that I think he's okay still, but you guys have your concerns, which are fair, but yeah, Randy, to your point, uh, Lockett does have 16 targets to uh, DK's 14, Yeah, but DK's average, um, Average yard per reception is 23. That's yeah. nuts. That's He's eight catches for 187 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, because Russell Wilson's throwing perfect fucking balls that only yeah. his Megatron of a fucking receiver can catch. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, mm. yards per reception, um, decent segue, I guess. Yeah. Because that's about all I have. You also could have. You also could have just gone. Speaking of Cowboys Seahawks. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. We're gonna all right. So, so you would think because I I said Cowboys or Sean said Cowboys Seahawks, you would think oh Mari Cooper. Nope. You think Ceedee Lamb for sure? Nope. I'm a dumbass. I'm rolling with Michael Gallup this week. <laughs> the fucking tone of voice for that. <laughs> You'd be uh, uh, thinking Amari Cooper. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you think CD Lamb. Nope. So here's the thing, too. And I've talked about it off air, I think. I like to make my starts, guys, that you're considering sitting because I think that does hold a little bit, bit of value. And I'm not knocking the way, like, like Randy had Mike Evans last week. I'm not knocking that at all. I just take a different approach to it. Because ultimately, Michael Gallup is not a surefire in your lineup every week guy after what we've seen in the first two weeks, right? I mean, he has 10 targets. He's fifth on his team in targets. He is sitting behind Ezekiel Elliott and Dalton Schultz in targets right now. It's not good. Um, But it's actually that that gives me hope in a game where Michael Gallup's skill set should be utilized to its fullest. So if if you watch the game, so I watched some of the all twenty two of uh, the Cowboys Falcons as well. He's been drawing the best corner on just a crazy amount of snaps. Like when he saw Ramsey, I believe more than Cooper saw Ramsey um, in week one, and then in week two, it's debatable who the Falcons' best corner is because I'd argue that it's none of them. No one is the best. <laughs> But he saw Oliver uh, almost the entire game, and he was still toasting him. Like, if you watch the film, he was toasting him, but the Cowboys' offensive line was beat up, and they really couldn't get anything downfield open, and that's what Gallup does. So speaking of that, 
He's leading the team in yards per reception, yards per touch, average depth of target, yards before the catch um, per reception. There's a lot of like downfield passing stats that, that he's really great at. Of course, this is on 10 targets. We don't have a great sample. Um, so who, who the fuck are they playing? The Seahawks? Seahawks. The matchup? Dude, yeah. I just talked about it. I know. Listen, dude. I was on a rant and I completely blanked. But so the Seahawks just gave up, you know, a career high to a 47 year old wide receiver. Uh, and most of that was downfield passing or at least intermediate level passing. That's what Michael Gallup does best. I know CD Lamb works in those areas too. Amari Cooper is more uh, the under routes. CD Lamb does that too. But Michael Gallup should be able to get behind this defense. And if the Cowboys offensive line gives Dak enough time, Dak has shown a confidence in throwing to him. What sucks is Michael Gallup's only caught five of his fucking 10 targets. That's not great. But in terms of what's been catchable, um, I think he's sitting at like seven out of 10 or eight out of 10, which is a lot better than his career mark. This is a week that, I know you want to sit Michael Gallup because I'm sure you have someone better to start, but I don't think you do this week. I have Michael Gallup, and this sounds crazy. I have Michael Gallup as a, I think, wide receiver one, if not a high-end two. He may very well end up with 150 and two touchdowns this week. And listen, I know this might bite me in the ass. I get it. But I'm rolling with him. Full send. That's my A1, dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reference your start of the week last week because John and John Smith. Is that who you're talking about? I'm, it's not who I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the only one we'll, I hit on. We'll see if yeah, we'll see I if mean, he pays off this week. That's a whole. I mean, yeah, I mean, drops are a thing that uh, obviously can concern you about Gallup because he's had two years of it. But at the same time. Um, like you said, I mean, they gave up a bunch of yards. The Seahawks gave up a bunch of yards to Julian Edelman. I believe they just lost. They had one safety ejected yes, or, uh, on Sunday night, and they just lost the backup safety for the season with the torn uh, torn yeah. ACL injury. Quandre Diggs got ejected, right? Yeah. yeah. So and then and- the backup to him got uh, tore his ACL and is now out for the year. So I also wanted to mention that PFF has Quentin Dunbar as the opposing cornerback on Gallup. Um, I don't necessarily know that he won't see uh, who the fuck is it? Shaq, Shaq Griffin. Yeah. Um, I think he'll see more of Shaq Griffin than people think, which, you know, that, that gives you a little bit of pause because they've deployed Gallup as like a, a decoy. Uh, it, and, same thing with like DJ Chark. You just run Gallup down the field and you open things up for Lamb. This week, though, I think Gallup's going to get the ball because this is turning into squeaky wheel too. Gallup is talented as fuck, and he's got less targets than Dalton fucking Schultz. Very yeah. true. And, uh, and... <clears throat> Go ahead, Randy. I was just going to say, this is uh, an offense that just has so much talent. They're pretty much just throwing to whoever's open, kind of, in the first and second reads. So uh, Gallup, I think, has just gotten some bad luck in the target share right now. But I do think that gets corrected to us at some point. And it could be this week. Yeah, I think, and I do think firmly through two weeks, Amari Cooper is, is their one. And 
Um, but obviously more with more than one person is going to need to have success in that passing attack for this offense to, for them to win games. So last week it was CD lamb two weeks ago. We thought it would be Blake Jarwin. So there's going to always be at least two guys every week in that passing game that are going to be relevant. And I would definitely make an argument that either Gallup or lamb, it's not going to be Schultz. It's going to be one of those two guys. Yeah. I'm with you there. Uh, well, going into my wide receiver start of the week, Christian said Michael Gallup can go for 150 and two. I could say my guy confidently can do that any fucking week. It's going to be Marquise Hollywood Brown, my A1. I uh, didn't know me and Christian were doing this. Uh, <laughs> Brown has clearly been the top target of this team, uh, along with Mark Andrews. Obviously, his snap, uh, his target percentage is going to be a little skewed, being over targeted uh, against the Browns who couldn't stop him. And under-targeted last week where he was having some issues with his health, if I remember right. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't want to get into that either way. Uh, but they're going into the matchup of the year so far uh, and probably the entire year against the Chiefs. Could be an AFC Championship game preview. Uh, Brown has no chance to be game-scripted out. He has been game-scripted out the last two weeks, getting around 60% snap counts because of that. He's going to be on the field. 90 plus percent of the time this uh, this week. Chiefs secondary has been banged up all year so far, and they don't have the speed to keep up with him down the field. Fuller got it done week one. Brown may already be a better receiver than him. Uh, that's a little hard to gauge because they both kind of been hurt, and uh, obviously uh, Brown is on his second year, but I think Brown has the Tyreek Hill upside every week. I think he hits that this week. He's my wide receiver 16 on the week. Uh, same with James Robinson kind of thing where I put him as a mid-tier. Uh, two at the position, but I think they could be uh, the top ends of their respective positions on the week. Uh, I love Hollywood Brown. I think he gets it done. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. I. I. A lot of what you're saying, like maybe that makes me move Hollywood up a little bit. I do get a little bit concerned. Yeah, Fuller got it done week one hyper-targeted um, in comparison to what I think Brown will see. And that's where I get, I have a little bit of pause, but in another sense, like, like you said, secondary's banged up. Um, this should be a shootout. I don't see really either defense. The chiefs put some pressure on the quarterback, but putting pressure on Lamar is actually like bad. Don't, I don't think putting pressure on him is really the most ideal way to stop him. So um yeah, I maybe I'll I'll move up a little bit on him. Cuz he's at like 37 for me now, so. I have him at 20. Okay. Yeah, I'll move him up to like 34 just because I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Everybody's favorite tight ends. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm first this time. You, you put the order in. I know. You- well, the there's different orders for all of them. We got fucking creative. You saw it. You saw the actual starters is cleared right now, right? Uh, for this one. Yeah. Oh, Jack Doyle's back. Yeah. Oh, that's a big fuck. <laughs> uh, he might, he's not fully back, I don't think, but like he's not like he's looking good. No, oh, bro, I'm, I'm rolling with it. I'm not. I'm not gonna pivot on the spot. Jack Doyle did not practice Wednesday. Yeah, okay. but Wednesday, most people that are banged yeah. up don't practice. 
Yeah. A lot do get limited time in. I'm going to roll with it. And if okay. if Jack Doyle's back, then I'll pivot on Sunday and let everyone know so you can tell me I'm stupid for that pick, too. <laughs> um, so I'm going with Mo Ali Cox. He was great at the highest tight end in week two, and I don't think it was very close. Um, that was actually before Darren Waller went and put up a fucking massive fucking game. So maybe he was, maybe it was close. Um, he is fourth in the league in terms of uh, fantasy points per reception. His yards per route run, which is a stat that directly correlates with fantasy production, leads all tight ends at 3.85, which is just a fuck ton. Like, the best receivers aim to be at, like, two and above. Uh, for example, Calvin Ridley last year was, like, 1.9. And Mo Ali Cox was like, mm, let me double that and give you 3.85. Uh, obviously, it was bad. Yeah, that was actually almost directly like a full double. That was directly math. It's almost directly <laughs> math. <laughs> uh, so, so obviously, that's not going to hold true. But I think there is the potential that we see. Mo Ali Cox take over as the starting tight end here after what he did in in week two, if he is able to go out there against just a really shitty Jets team. Um, like ultimately, I'd start every single person who plays the Jets every week because they're bad at football, and Mo Ali Cox is no uh, no different. I am starting him. I picked him up. Did not know that Jack Doyle had a chance to come back this week, uh, but. I drafted Austin Hooper, so I have to stream now. So this is a guy I'm streaming, so so stream with me. I am all in on Maction. That's his yeah, nickname. What's up with these like random nicknames? That's actually I'll credit Ian Harditz for that one. He okay. tweeted that out. Did you see <laughs> speaking of the Jets, did did you like my did like did you like my gif usage on our yes. on the tweet that we talked about today? Yes, that was a good one. I thought and, so too. I think the the guy you were replying to also liked it. So. Yeah, he he responded to the same scene. It's from Scrubs, so and it's JD putting on the hat. But I thought it was funny. All right, um, you guys know how much I hate talking about this position, but I'll do it anyway. Um, so the, the Eagles have to throw to somebody, don't they? So Jalen Rager is out at least four weeks, probably closer to six to eight, with a. Uh, Torn UCL in the stump. Alshon Jeffrey, still nothing. My 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 beloved JJ Arthega Whiteside is <laughs> just making me sad. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, but um, so right now Dallas Goddard leads the entire Eagles team in targets, receiving yards, and yards after the catch. He's currently tight end seven through two weeks. The Bengals have a relatively exploitable secondary, which the Browns kind of showed on Thursday night. Tyrod didn't show that week one, but everybody knows my feelings about Taylor. But the Browns showed that the Bengals can be beaten. And I do think Carson Wentz has a back, bounce back week because fuck, if not now, when? Because he goes through that fucking gauntlet the next three weeks that we talked about with Denny Carter. Um, so I, I, believe that Car- I believe that Carson Wentz has a bounce back against the Bengals. And if, if he's going to have a bounce back, that means he's probably going to be targeting the guy who leads all those categories. That's pretty much it. 
He, I think you said that Carson Wentz gonna is gonna have a bounce back against the Eagles. No, I might have. You said Bengals. Did you? Uh, Yeah. Can't trip me up. Well, I was gonna make some joke about Carson Wentz being bad if you did, but um, (laughs) yeah. So remember preseason when we talked about how Goddard might be the best tight end there. Um, Yeah, and that's been a common theme around the industry. I think all offseason. Especially with the whole un- with the whole unhappiness between Zach Ertz and the front office about not wanting to to do an yeah. extension. Well, I wouldn't either if I had Dallas Goddard on my team, you know. And I I do get concerned. I don't think it happens this week, but what happens when the defenses start to recognize that too? And then Dallas Goddard gets the safeties and Ertz gets the linebackers. Will we see a shift? Do you think? Like, do you think Ertz will start to emerge again? Not that he's not good right now, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's still, I, I mean, it's still, I mean, because even when teams could key in on Ertz the last couple of years, Ertz was still super targeted, had a bunch of receptions. I don't, so I don't think it necessarily matters in that regard. Yeah, I think oh. it's more, I, I think they're both going to be top end tight ends type deal. Also, going I'm going to make a public service announcement right now to anybody who is a Carson Wentz owner like myself. Cincinnati, again, I think he has a good week. He has very bad matchups the next three weeks after that. But don't cut him if you don't have to. Just try to pick up a guy to stream for three weeks because week seven, the, Gi- the Giants. Week eight, Dallas. Week 10, the Giants again. Week 11, Cleveland. Week 12, Seattle. He is going to be much, much better. Do your best. Play him this week. Try to get through those three weeks. Take advantage of it later. Public service announcement. Yo, if if Wentz doesn't have a bounce back game this week, when do we see Jalen Hurts? Well, I'm not week. doing this. Nope. You guys don't think so? No. I do. No. High draft capital. You literally <laughs> said yesterday or yes. on Tuesdays you don't care about draft capital. I was mad at you guys, so I don't <laughs> even know what to say. Yes, fucking guy. <laughs> but Dallas Goddard, my tight end for the week. I wish I would comp you about it. Okay. Randy, who's All your right. tight end? Dude? My tight end start of the week. Our yeah, 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 yeah. Is going to be Logan Thomas. Um, Wait, no, he plays the Browns. <laughs> doesn't matter. They're going to be down. Yay. Browns, Yay. Browns are going to be up, so they're going to be throwing a lot. Logan Thomas Yay. is among the oh, top of the league at the tight end position and getting targeted. He got nine targets last week. Obviously, he didn't produce as much as he should have, uh, but maybe, maybe we can just get Haskins Getting the ball a little bit closer, just maybe he can get his catch rate about fifty percent. If he can get his catch rate, if he gets his catch rate up over fifty percent, he has a chance to be tight at one every week with this kind of target share. Nine targets is something we expect for guys like Travis Kelsey and maybe Mark Andrews. Like that—that's a target share you have to love. He's my tight end eleven on the week, just because while he is getting the targets. Uh, he still has to, you know, catch more than you know, just like two. So, if he if he can bring back six catches this week, I think he's a tight end one. Uh, this that matchup, that massive target share, makes him a top five upside every single week. Yeah, I love Logan Thomas. I have him at fifteen just because I do think Mac Wilson is a tougher matchup for tight ends than the guys that the Browns have currently been running out there. Um. 
But at the same time, Browns suck at covering tight ends, and they've sucked at covering tight ends for like yeah. three straight seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're gonna try twenty. That's true. <laughs> uh, All right. I, I initially had Logan as my start of the week, by the way, so I'm on board. Yeah, I wish we could just sit here and just uh, say Noah Fant and John every week, but we can't. Same, same, same. Or, or, or. Hayden Hurst. No. Well, we can't even say well, he's this week, so. Yeah. Jordan See, Reed, I, I don't think he plays, man. Dude, I just, I said it on the on our Tuesday show, I just don't see with how it makes it would there's absolutely no reason for him to play. No, yeah, exactly. no, there's no reason. I think he'll he'll be back next week though. Yeah, Giants just suck. make sure he's fully healthy, come back next week and dominate. Yes, yes. So right. I don't have to tell him. All right. Um we'll get back into our sits in a second, but uh Christian has some more Thrive Fantasy news. Hell yeah, I do. I'm playing three contests on the Thursday slate. I think I put two two dollar entries in i put a five dollar entry in i am all in on thrive i think i just got them two new uh participants two new entrants um by tweeting out that i am all in tweeted a picture of my contest thrive is awesome because it's player props hashtag prop up um use our dis or our promo code the cut you'll get an additional twenty dollars onto your first deposit of twenty dollars or more i will tell you what that's cool because they have $25 contests. So if you want, if you want to just go fucking balls to the wall, um, you can use our code, get a free $20 and then you're entering a $25 contest for five bucks. Sounds like a good deal. We've won quite a bit of money. Uh, Monday night didn't go so well for, for the old boy over here. Uh, don't know about Randy. No, Oh no, I, I ended up five out of 10. So same. Same, same. So realistically, you pick 10 player props, and there are a ton of different sports on there. Um, so even if you're just, you have too much invested in fantasy football and daily fantasy, you can play, you know, fantasy golf if you want, do some props on that. Uh, I think the NBA is on there. I suck at that, so I don't play that. But I did um, yeah, I, I did one and lost and never again. But Yes, Thrive Fantasy. Go download their app. The link is in our description. We love them. We use them. We love them. We're going to continue to use them. <laughs> That's my and, line. And on our Saturday shows, we go over some of our favorite picks of the week. So just to give yeah. you a little bit of edge, a uh, couple that we're thinking, maybe start your, your uh, prop picks off the, the right way your first week of making money. Hell yeah. All right. Let's do our sits. Um, guys that we don't like this week. If if you have other options, especially for my second sit, um, it's not necessarily I'm not playing them anywhere, but it's going to be more of if I can find out someone else. But my first one, I really don't want to play them anywhere. Uh, popular waiver wire pickup this week, Mike Davis, running back Carolina Panthers. I want to wait to see how the Matt Rule uses his players in the backfield for a week before I really can go full bore into Mike Davis. Christian McCaffrey did get put on IR. So Davis is a multi-week guy that you could be using in your lineup. So McCaffrey's at least going to miss three weeks. But uh, there's talk about Curtis Samuel, even though I personally don't believe that he's going to make that much of an impact being a running back in this game. At the end, but at the end of the day, they're going against the Chargers defense that held Joe Mixon to 68 yards week one 
and Clyde Edwards Hilaire to 38 yards week two. I mean, those two guys are much better running backs than Mike Davis is. So I don't want to play him this week. I want to give it a week. Probably like Randy is about to talk about too. Um, I, I want to give it a week with Mike Davis. Don't drop him. You spent fab. You spent a priority on Mike Davis. Just don't start him this week. Take advantage and start him moving forward. Yeah, and uh, I, I I assume I'm right in saying that. Uh, in your opinion, if it it has to on your last flex spot, he's an okay player to put in there, depending on who you're going up against. Uh, like who he's competing against of who would you would put in that spot because he is going to get some touches. But I, I've been on here since before the season that Samuel could get running back touches, especially on our Tuesday show. I said I was worried about this, and then it started coming up for the practices. I truly do think his passing, Mike Davis's passing work, is going to be limited by Curtis Samuel, but I think you're right in waiting the week to see how this really plays out because it's, we've really never seen Christian McCaffrey not on the fucking field. <laughs> right. And he's going to, it's going to be the same situation. What's going to suck for fantasy managers is it's going to be the same thing as you saw with Saquon and you saw with Kamara last year. McCaffrey is going to come back after the three weeks on IR. He's not going to look right. But when you're a manager, you have to start him because he's fucking Christian McCaffrey. Yep. And, that, and so it's a bad, I'd, I would almost rather him be out for, because the problem is, Carolina's going nowhere this season anyway. They're probably better off losing games so they could go try to get one of the quarterbacks in next year's draft. So it would make more sense for them, especially with the rookie head coach. Just don't, there's no reason to rush Christian McCaffrey back. Run Mike Davis into the ground, have McCaffrey sit for five, six weeks. It doesn't matter. Oh, yep. I'm 100% with you. There's people even discussing the possibility of McCaffrey just being shut down for the year. Because he might be out six weeks, uh, they have a late buy, uh, I think week thirteen or something like that, week twelve. So right when you kind of really need him, uh, they, they might have be, they might 13, be yeah. thirteen. So they he might like the Panthers could be winless by the time he gets back, which at best case three weeks. So we're looking at them possibly being zero and eight, and McCaffrey being somewhat healthy enough to play. And if you're the Panthers, that's that's a rough discussion to have. So I'm with you yep. there as well. Uh, you brought up Saquon. My first of the week is going to be Devonta Freeman, his quote-unquote replacement. Obviously, he got signed this week. Uh, and he, I mean, today would have been, I think yesterday he probably would have walked through a little bit. Today would have been his first real snaps that he's had all year. Uh, I think he does get worked in this week. They also apparently believe in Gallman enough as well. So I think you're going to get a three- back system for at least a week or two uh, while Freeman's getting acquainted with this offense and or while Gallman shows what they believe in him and takes over this team. So uh, while you probably didn't actually have to spend that much fab on him, you might be able to just add him without the waiver claims like I did in the one league. But even with everyone kind of mixing in, the biggest thing here, man, Barkley didn't look good behind this line. So now we're expecting Devonta Freeman to come in without barely playing, without doing anything really this offseason except working on his own, uh, to come in and learn offense and play well. Week one, he's there when he's probably only going to get 30 to 50% of the snaps. Uh, 
I'm I'm sitting for the week, 100%. If he gets the largest percentage of work in this offense for the running back position, I still think that's at best an RB3. Yep. Agreed. I added him in one league, and that's that's all I was willing to do. I'll take a flyer. <clears throat> one one flyer. Yeah. One flyer. I was I was I was thinking about him in a lot more leagues than I ended up getting him in. Um it started off with one of him, but then I kind of pivoted to Mike Davis because with the news about McCaffrey going to IR and Davis is gonna be more valuable, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's so that's what we talked about on our Tuesday show is Goldman and I also brought up the, the opportunity of Freeman where they might be more they're obviously long term kind of fixes to your bench while as Mike Davis is short term. But now that there's three Davis minutes, might not be as short yeah, Davis might not be as short term as I went into. Yeah, uh, I, he's he's at least three weeks. So yeah. we'll see from there. Yep. All right. And I didn't I didn't want to mention this, but the reports from my Panthers insiders, who I don't really trust that much because uh, they've lied to me in the past, but they said that uh, the people around the team don't think that Barkley's ankle is really that bad. So it might just McCaffrey. be a three-week thing. McCaffrey? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Aren't these the same guys, Christian, that said that, that they thought Kyle Allen was the answer and that I, Kyle Allen was the guy that they were going to believe in for the future? To be honest, I think they were lying to me to guess up Kyle Allen because Seth had him in Dynasty, so... Well, go go bad to back with your with your sits here. I am. Um, Aaron Rodgers is my first sit, and I know this sounds crazy. Shout out to uh, Anthony. I think uh, if you listen, you know who you are. He he tweets at me every fucking week that I, it's some stat about Aaron Rodgers still being good and saying, "Oh, but there's ten quarterbacks better than him." This week, there are fifteen quarterbacks better than him. Um, I think I have him at quarterback 16, so it's not awful. This it's, is a Sunday night game, correct? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, don't know. Um, but ultimately, I don't like, yes, Derek Carr just shredded the Saints secondary. Shredded? Exactly. Well, he, no. He dumped, he dumped down all over them. Exactly. And they Aaron, apparently lost where Darren Waller was at all times. Yeah. Even and though, Aaron Rodgers, well, they just targeted Malcolm Jenkins. He he was covering Waller the whole game. No, Lattimore was on him a lot, dude. He just yeah. couldn't. Waller's just getting open. He's just good. Yeah, he is good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers might be without Devontae Adams, and that is significant. Um, I know Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams provide some, some pass-catching work out of the backfield. I love MVS. I do like Lazard, and I think they'd still be good plays even if Rodgers is quarterback 16 if Adams is out. But ultimately, I just don't have a ton of faith that Rodgers is going to get it done against the secondary that's going to be pretty angry that they just lost. Like, And it was mostly their fault. I mean, Darren Waller pooped on them. Now, you are a known Aaron Rodgers hater, but um, if, if Devontae Adams is out, then absolutely. I yeah, I actually put this in before he was gonna be out, so I'm I'm still on it if he's not, but if he is, like full send. And then the other one that we that me and Randy might not agree with per se. You guys do not agree with this, and mine is Adam Thielen. He gets a tough matchup against the Titans, who have shut down DJ Chark and Jerry Judy. Um, granted, of course, 
it, Cortland Sutton wasn't playing in that game, and now Cortland Sutton's not playing in any games. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Cortland Sutton's knee. But it, DJ Chark, I wouldn't say they shut him down either. I would say they shaded his way, and so a good quarterback found the open man. The problem is with the Vikings, there's no other open men, and the shading is, in my opinion, going to hold Thielen to a pretty shitty fantasy performance. You guys did mention he has touchdown upside. I don't – sure, sure, he does have that. Um, but I think it's got to be a breakaway because I still think Kyle Rudolph is the preferred red zone target despite him being sh- as shitty as the quarterback there, Kirk Cousins, which is the main reason for this sit. Yeah, that the, only, the only other thing I'll say, and then we can move on to Randy, is Gardner Minshew still threw for over 300 yards last week against – um, the, the Titans. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, think I, I think something's got to give between finding the open man to be able to put up yardage on the Titans and y- y- your argument that the that the Vikings really don't have anybody else. I do, I do feel like he's going to get a ton of targets regardless. I think that's that's my only concern with the sit, but I get it. I do. All right, Randy. Yep. All right. Uh, moving into my guy, uh, my second of the week. Uh, I went with David Johnson. I also put it here, sorry, Sean, uh, just because it's it's his A one. Um, so I, I did this one actually. It's not an A one. Yeah, Randy. <laughs> this is actually back to back weeks of me saying uh, I'm sitting the guy going up against Pittsburgh's defense. Yeah. I, yeah. Quit hating on my guy. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Uh, I do believe kind of got above expectation, but that was mainly due to Drew Locke getting hurt early. And then well, it, was, having, it was the receiving touchdown. Yeah. I, yeah. He got the locked out with the receiving touchdown and he, he got more force fed than he normally would have because of Locke's injury. Um, David Johnson did not have a good week last week against the Ravens. Now he has to contend with the Steelers defense who is better. Uh, at best, he's a flex option. I, I'm not saying so like I, last week I, had Gordon as a sit, but I haven't like RB like 26 on the week, something like that. First week I had Bell as a sit, but I had him about that area. This week is the same thing with David Johnson. He's just a guy that uh, people are higher on than me in general, and I'm definitely super low on him this week. I think it was a bust chance this week. Yep. I'll, 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 go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say I'll insert the sad music for Sean's A1. You know what's funny? Um, yeah, I, I I don't like your guys' hate on David Johnson. But, <laughs> no, it's uh, what, I was, what I was about to say is we talked about it before the show started. Um, my second sit is Will Fuller, and uh, Christian didn't necessarily agree. I don't know if Randy necessarily did either per se, but Randy is actually lower on Will Fuller this week than I am in our rankings. Um, but. <laughs> My reasoning behind this is it's that time of year again. You know, you got the leaves. The leaves are changing. People are starting to put up holiday or Halloween decorations. You know, it's starting to get a little bit colder. And Will Fuller has a hamstring injury. Um, <laughs> it's just it's it's the signs of fall. Um, he wasn't targeted at all in week two because he was dealing with a hamstring injury. Um, I understand for now that he wasn't listed on Wednesday's injury report. He wasn't listed on the injury report week two either. Look what happened. He had zero targets. Um, and it's not just my 
disdain for Will Fuller and the fact that he never can play more than two games. It's the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers since the beginning of 2019. Will Fuller, it it was a little bit different in week one with Kansas City. he's, he's, He's still a big play dependent guy. And I don't. I just don't see a big play coming. I think he's going to see a lot of Joe Hayden, um, and Hayden has looked better than we probably want to admit. Being Browns fans, Hayden still looks pretty darn good. And Brandon Cooks, I think as the season progresses, Brandon Cooks is going to become more of a thing than he was in Week One, especially because he was on a short week technically, starting on Thursday night in Week One, coming off an injury. They weren't sure if he was even going to play. He hadn't practiced uh, Monday or, or Tuesday or Wednesday. So I think Brandon Cooks is going to cut into this a little bit. And it's not to the point where I don't like I'm just completely sitting Will Fuller. I still have him as as my wide receiver 33. There's just a decent amount of guys that I'd be willing to play over him. Guys like Deontay Johnson in that same matchup or Michael Gallup or Jarvis Landry or Devontae Parker on Thursday night or T.Y. Hilton or Jameson Crowder if, if Crowder does practice this week. So I don't hate Will Fuller. I just don't want to take the injury risk. Think there's guys that you can play over. Hey man, you said I was the lowest of us all. I'm at 36, and there's a reason for that. Like you said, the deep ball's not coming this week. Uh, you did point out Joe Hayden still playing at it's not an elite pace, but he's still playing pretty well. And for if we're being real, he only has to cover him for like two and a half seconds. Fucking exactly. This this Texans offensive line is not great. This and he only has Steelers, to cover him for like 20 plays. The Steelers' defense. Because <laughs> he's going to be on the sideline again. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers' defense, and especially the pass rush, uh, is just getting better. It was good last year. It's getting better. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get six sacks this game. This is It's going to be bad for Watson, which in turn means it's bad for Fuller. I I guess I'm more on the side of when Cooks and Fuller are out there, it's still Fuller despite what we saw last week. Um, But that's because Fuller wasn't, I mean, Fuller was out there 60% of snaps or so. Um, I just think it's too early to tell because we haven't seen either of those guys out there at full strength. Oh yeah. I mean, realistically we haven't seen, we've seen them both at full strength. I guess I think cooks was full strength last week, but we've never seen them together at full right, strength. But, but so. Fuller was, yeah. That's yeah. That's right. what I'm saying. Fuller yeah. wasn't you, week two and cooks wasn't week one. Yeah, so right. we don't know how it's going to be divvied up for yeah. sure. And cooks might not even have been fully strength last week. Might not even be this week. He's probably, I know he's super close. I'm just saying he might he not even be ever there. again. He might never, <laughs> he might never Very true with cooks, but fuller for sure will not be hundred percent going to this game. I don't care if he's not practiced all week and he's been stretching this hamstring trying to get it right. He's still not going to be cryotherapy. Yeah, rolling using one hey, of those rollers. As long as he uses uh, something on his feet, so it doesn't Antonio Brown this. <laughs> right, gross. <laughs> all right, um, so there it is. That is our week three preview episode. We're moving right along here. Can't believe it's already week three. This. Hey, I had to, I haven't said it in a couple of weeks. I, I again, but, okay, does it really? <laughs> but does it really feel like it? It should be week three already. Uh, no, it dude. Feels, I'll tell you what. Gameplay wise, it does not. Injury rise, it feels like it's week twelve. And, I saw. I did see a report from Dr. David Chow that the torn ACL pace of this season is actually lower 
than a normal pace through two weeks of a regular of a regular NFL season. That's probably it's probably true. because of preseason, though, right? Because most guys like Lamar I Miller think so, last because year because you have better chance to tear it in preseason. Obviously, if you have preseason games, right. but um, or if you just a friendly game. reminder from the cut to our listeners: take your Thursday night guys out of the flex spot, put them in your actual spots. Yeah, yep. most likely put your Monday night people into the flex spots or yeah. Sunday night. Yep. Or Sunday night, yeah. Last thing, rankings are up probably when you're listening to this, if not in a few hours. They'll be up nice. today before you, the Thursday night football game. Before, yes, before you need to worry about it. Yeah. All yeah, right, anything else, boys? No, I, I hope uh, tonight's game's better than Sean expects. Uh, I hope Shark plays. It will not be. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, hopefully well, of course you're going to say that. This, like why? Why would you immediately now change your mind about how it's going to be? Oh, hey, James Robinson, Gardner Minshew. Oh, it's going to be a better game. Yeah, no thanks. Hey, it could be a it could be a bad game, but both of them can have good games. It's true. True, but that still doesn't mean that I'll have any more fun watching it. No, All but right. you know, but Randy you know what Hall. you will. Oh no, no, no! You know what you will have fun watching, Damn. and that is our Saturday night live stream that we did get to work last week, and hopefully it'll work again this mm-hmm. week. If not. Please go on Sunday morning, watch the watch the replay of it. Uh, we're we're rocking and rolling, man. We both won money on Sunday. Uh, I won, oh, I, I won a hundred dollars last week last Sunday between DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, and not FanDuel and uh, Thrive. Right. So uh, we're looking to keep that up this week. Oh yeah. All right. I always like to get the last word in, but now I'm kind of sad I couldn't. I thought I could cut Randy off, but he kept going. <laughs> for, Christian, for Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. Good luck in all your matchups. We gone.